Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mixed Reviews podcast. Oh. <laughs> you're waiting for that on bated breath like you're waiting for all of our episodes to launch. <laughs> all one and a half people of you. Yep. I'm really sorry. <laughs> really sorry, Mom. We couldn't get this out to you. Oh, my mom doesn't even listen to it. <laughs> that is mine. Well, yeah, but you don't have a good relationship with your mom. Doesn't Tony? No, Tony doesn't give a shit. Oh, damn. Well, yeah. Thanks, Tony guys. Has this, like, ongoing competition where he's like, you'll never be more charming than me, so why will I bother? And I'm like, thanks for the motivation, Dad. Damn. Ah, that is some big dad energy, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's got an accent. It's funny. Uh, okay, you want to introduce the movie we're talking about today? I would love to. So we are talking about... A movie that I instantly fell in love with as soon as I saw it in 2019. Um, I've seen it like five times now. Which it's, I did not know it was that new. I don't know why. I didn't really know anything about it before before we watched it. And I did not. I don't know why I thought it was like super bad and it was hella old. Because it has that late 2000s feel. It definitely does. It's like we a timeless are, teen classic. Yeah. We are talking about book smart um it is a movie directed by olivia wilde of all people yeah she's doing a don't worry darling with florence Pugh and harry styles this year oh are you she seems like a competent director based on this uh yeah i think she's done other stuff that's not bad either um but i'm excited for that movie just because that was a movie that they uh, kicked shia labeouf out and put harry styles in so it's supposed to be florence Pugh and shia labeouf why'd they kick shia labeouf out because he beats women allegedly oh that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> allegedly allegedly I, for, I forgot he was a domestic abuser um alleged alleged an accused, he's an accused abuse <laughs> i just spilled on myself i saw that i couldn't tell if you spilled or if you just missed on purpose it kind of <laughs> looked like you just weren't trying to get it in your mouth <laughs> why would i ever miss on purpose i why do you do most of the things why would you drink sparkling water to begin with because it, it's amazing All and right. it's calorie free it's caffeine free it, no it's so is pal- water <laughs> so is it's a pe- just regular water no because the bubbles like clean my teeth it feels like a palate cleanser it's like flossing without flossing you know what i'll accept that answer thank you that's that's valid that's okay. valid. Okay, so we're moving t- on to Booksmart. Oh, yes. Uh, so Booksmart, how how would you describe what the plot of this movie is, Sasha? Oh, this is like, this is one of those, like, last night high school movies. You know, like, like I Love You, Beth Cooper, or something like that. Where yeah. it's like, this is, our, this is our time. This is our moment to, like, you know, have high school and, you know, be done with high school and move on. Which is yes. so, so funny that... This is the class of 2019. I was graduating college in 2019, and this entire cast is older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Even Jonah Hill's sister? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. They all look young, especially the chick that plays the lesbian, Amy. Literally looks 15. Yeah, that's the chick from um, Last Man Standing. She's really good in that show, too. She's also in Short Term 12. She's she's really good in everything she's in. She just says perpetual preteen face yeah yeah and like she has the preteen vibe too and it's like a it's like a charming preteen vibe um give me just a second someone is at my door oh why they know you're wearing shorts oh she couldn't hear it that's 
Well, if something sketchy happens, it's on ca on camera, so. Oh, Gary's going to check it out. Oh, the door's shutting. How long should I wait before I think that she's been kidnapped? Oh my fucking god, I hate my neighbors. I hate them so much. It's Dusty. I... I, I <laughs> He knocks on the door. He's like, you got a minute? And I was like, not really. He's like, well, let me show you something. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that is the most fucking Michigan shit. Do you have goes, a minute? No. Yeah, okay. So come here for a second. <laughs> Fuck off. They don't have a concept of time. He goes, do you want this bookshelf? Did you say yeah? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I figured. <laughs> so I'm taking the bookshelf. I'm like, I don't have time to grab it. I'm recording something with a friend right now. He's like, okay. And then proceeds to tell me about the bookshelf. I wonder, okay. Like the history of it? Yeah. He's like, it's a little dusty. You're going to have to find a way to mount the wall. Just so you know, there's a second part. You have to mount it on. I'm like, okay, I'll grab it in a second. He's like, okay, well, if it rains, I'll put it under the shelf. You know where you know where under the, the balcony is here. I'm like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I live here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be around. <laughs> This could have been done over text. Yeah, what the fuck? Does, oh, do they not? Uh, I assume they didn't have your number. No, I gave them my number when I moved in because, like, that's just common courtesy when you live in apartments. It, just in case one person's too loud, you just be like, "Hey, guys, I gotta." Work. Oh yeah. So. I always have. We always have one roommate. That's the point of contact, and it's never me. <laughs> God knows, I'd be bad at that. <laughs> They're like, but, you, uh, "Can you keep it down?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, I was taking a depression nap for 20 hours." <laughs> <laughs> uh we didn't stop where did we leave off uh the movie <laughs> we, we really haven't gotten into it this was an exciting we had a guest we had our first guest on the podcast Paige's neighbor my neighbor roger hi roger this is how i'm gonna advertise this episode like our first episode with a guest <laughs> it's just like muffled it's dusty <laughs> But yeah, so we're talking about fucking Booksmart. Booksmart. Love the name. Like, the, the, like the name in relation to what the movie's about. It's, it's yeah. clever. Because it, obviously it, it's about two, like, straight-edge kids. Yeah. I guess that's that's kind of the, the cool way I would describe it, where it's, like, it's it's the last, you know, the last high school night and, like, the last big party, but it's the straight-edges who realize yeah. they didn't have to be a straight-edge the whole time. Which I think gives me more of a reason to like these characters, because you understand better where they're coming from. If this was, yeah. like, any fucko in high school, I'd be like, bro, how many parties have you been to that are like this? It makes no yeah. different where in the year it is falls. Well, I also, on the reverse side, I also like it because it, it doesn't glamorize this idea of, like, being really good at high school is, like, the best way to enjoy high school. Because I feel like... That's a personal thing, because for me, I, I didn't really do a whole lot in school, like, academically. Like, I was very more about, like, you know, going out and doing stuff. Yeah. So, like, like in all the movies and stuff, they glamorize, like, oh, everybody's got to be, like, you know, the top student. They're going to Yale. So good for them. They're incredible. And it's like, yeah. well, lots of us aren't that person. It would be nice to see a movie that kind of caters a little bit more to that demographic, where they're not, like, also fuckheads, too. Yeah. Where it's like, these are normal kids that just aren't happy with what they're doing yeah so the this this movie kind of falls in terms of like yeah like you said it's it's the straight edge students they want to have their one last party only after only after they find out that the people that did party still got into like yale 
and like Stanford. Which and is Gigi's, the most California thing. Gigi's I love that it's a California. Of Harvard. Yeah. Gigi's my favorite character, obviously. Gigi's the best. Yeah, Gigi should be everyone's favorite character. Um, um, we'll get, we can get into her more later, but... Oh, I could talk about Gigi forever. <laughs> Gigi's amazing. Um, but we follow these two main characters, Molly and Amy. Amy is, like, a recently come out, like, high school lesbian. She wants to have her lesbian experience. She's kind of, like, the hippie of the two of them. Um, Definitely a modern have, hippie, too. Yeah, a, a modern hippie. And then you have... Um, molly who is the straight edge like i want to be the first female president kind of day yeah to the point where the opening of the film is her going through like empowerment mantras on like a tape <laughs> and on her walls it says take, take no, no prisoners. prisoners and big bold like impactful <laughs> letters i i want to talk about these two characters so much uh because first of all they're both incredibly charming both yeah. of the characters are incredibly well written, um, and they're very well executed. They both feel like two, like kind of like under the guise of Hollywood kind of deal. But you feel like you know these two kids. Yeah. We all yeah. knew two girls like this, and also their camaraderie together. These feel like actual friends. Yeah, they, they do not feel like. Um, I I took the liberty of watching Superbad back to back with this. So I compared it a lot to Superbad, where Superbad just feels like they stuck Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill together, and like they're just reading lines back and forth, and they like yell at each other a lot. It really doesn't feel like they have any history or anything together. Where these two, they yeah. like, they drop um, like old stories they have together. There's like a natural like reading each other without having to say anything. Um, it feels way more grounded than Superbad does. Um, particularly in the two main characters. And it's also refreshing to see this type of movie where we have two female leads doing this. I can't think of a single other movie except for like Easy A where this type of movie is done with females. Yeah, yeah. And Easy A is not really even like camaraderie because she's yeah. very she's very like secluded in that too. So it's yeah. not even like a whole lot of like, you know, unification. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't really know what I was gonna like what I was expecting when I was gonna watch this movie. I really enjoyed that it's like it's like straight edges, but like the vulgarity and like yeah. the language is like through the roof. I'm pretty sure they drop fuck like five times in the first like two minutes, <laughs> like before the credits even start rolling. And I know, and then fuck yeah is the last word of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like definitely like. It's like it's definitely like edgy, raunchy, but like still very warm and like sincere. Like it it's has, a, it's a very good feeling movie. Yeah, it has a lot of heart. Well, it not being a family film. Yeah, like you you can watch this as a full blown adult and like get that feeling you get from like Forrest Gump. Yeah, but like without uh, having to sit through like Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates and like have it be like super PG and super like I can show this to Nana and it'll be fine. Don't yeah. show this to Nana. <laughs> but you're gonna get the same feeling you, you would cool get Nana. while watching a movie with Nana. If you have a cool Nana who's who's up to speed, I could show this to my my grandma. I she couldn't. Like, She's dead. No. Oh. <laughs> Mine doesn't speak English, so it would go fine. She'd just oh like, yeah, yeah. She'd be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> She'd be She's like, Daisy, why are the bobbies? Why? Por qué? I'd be like, they're on drugs, Grandma. Como drugs? Okay. So you saw this movie, Ray, when it came out? Yeah. Um, it got put 
Uh, I saw it in 2019. It got put on Hulu pretty quickly. Um, okay. And it, I don't remember how I watched it. I just, I think I saw it. I think I thought it was the Bo Burnham ninth grade movie or eighth grade. Oh, What's eighth the... grade. Eighth grade. I thought I mistook it for that. And I was like, oh, everybody says Cause this, this movie's... did come out around that time, didn't it? With those two movies, because mid 90s and eighth grade, I know I remember they kind of came out and they kind of had like the they were kind of like the same realm of like marketing. And then I feel like I remember seeing this movie kind of like in the mix with them. Yeah. And that's that's why I thought because everybody was talking about Bo Burnham's eighth grade. Like, it's a really good movie. You should watch it. And I put it on and was like oh there it is and it's definitely not that movie i still have not seen eighth grade i still have no idea what that movie yeah. is i'm debating if i want to watch it but i'm not a fan of bo burnham i i really am indifferent on him um people were just telling me to watch eighth grade because yeah good. yeah but i i watched i watched this and i'm so happy i did and now i watch it like probably like once or twice a year like whenever i see it floats back into my recommended i'm like it's absolutely a really good, it's a really good feel good movie and it's one of those movies that's like it's not super like artistic it like exists kind of to like give you a feeling yeah like to like make you feel good when you watch it which i feel like we've definitely strayed away from making those kinds of movies as of late and I like yeah. that's I think that's another reason why I had such a hard time believing it was so recent because like you said it has that like old like that older 2000s feel of like you know the classic high school movies that we kind of grew up with yeah where it was like people don't really make those movies anymore they don't because there's there's really no audience for them now now yeah kids are for some reason into movies like Citizen Kane and Hereditary no one's like really like <laughs> looking. For just a movie that's enjoyable to watch with your buddies. Yeah. Um, or they're, you know, sucking Marvel's dick 24-7. Exactly. But or watching one of the many Harry Potter spinoffs. I'm honestly just so floored that there are so many of those those movies now. Well, it's just it's just the Fantastic Beasts, isn't it? Yeah, but they already had eight Harry Potter movies, and now there's a third Fantastic Beast one? Yeah. Like, that is a lot of the wizarding world of Harry Potter I saw the second Fantastic Beast in theaters for only so I could see one shot from the trailer in the big screen. And that's when Johnny Depp is con- like he the way he casts the magic is literally like he's conducting an orchestra. Oh, and I'm okay. like, that is sick as hell. I'm buying yeah. a ticket now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the worst. It was the worst twelve dollars <laughs> I ever spent. But <laughs> that shot was great. Damn. <laughs> Looks so good. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I feel like this is this is one of those movies that's like not really a, a theater movie. So I guess that makes yeah. sense why it bounced right to to streaming. But I don't think I feel like I probably definitely give off like the thought that every movie should be a theater movie. And I think that it's fine to have some movies just like go straight to streaming. I just yeah. feel like I just feel like you need to pick and choose and figure out like which movies do you need the grand theatrical experience and like which movies can you, you know, just get on the living room couch and chill. Yeah, which is why I'm kind of sad that we don't, we're not seeing more movies pop up like this since we now have the availability of streaming. Like, I feel like there should be way more of a market to make kind of lower budget fun movies like this and just pop them straight on streaming. Yeah, we yeah. have seen an uptick in them, but not as many as I would like. I would like more content like this. Yeah, when I feel like the the streaming stuff that we are seeing is just like watered down blockbusters yeah like it's all it's all still still expensive celebrities that you've seen in other franchises and they're still pretty expensive movies yeah and they're still covering pretty broad 
broad topics. Where this, this, the whole message of this film is like very, very specific. Um, it's, it's basically about like young friendship and like how, like just being loyal uh, to the person regardless of what's happening in the day. Yeah. Um, and it's very much like kind of a, a road trip type of movie as well, where it's like it follows the same beats where they're best friends. They have the fight in the third act and then they get back together and everything's fine. Yeah. But it, it feels way more genuine than something like your due dates or something. Yeah. Like that. It also it feels way more like like it definitely feels like a mature adult wrote yeah. this for people who are younger and can relate to this yeah. like from somebody who's worked through this behavior before. Yeah. Like all cuz the resolutions feel very natural but they also feel like still very genuine and like real. Like it's like yes, this would be a real conversation these people would be having. Yeah, it makes sense. It's it's not a faked reflection piece. It feels like an authentic writer reflecting on their youth and like what they went through. Um and that that's a very good point. I didn't think about that. It does feel like an adult reflecting and writing it how it needs to be. Which a lot of times I feel like when I feel like it's an adult writing, it's an adult writing it the way they think kids yeah. think. And then you get this weird discombobulation and like none of the plot points really make sense because everybody's making irrational choices. And you're yeah. like, well, I guess that's what teenagers do. And it's like, really not. I never made crazy irrational uh, decisions like you see in like Superbad or Easy A or something like that. Like yeah. going from Superbad to this in Superbad, the, the sequence of events that happens are just nuts. Like they're absolutely yeah. insane why they come to this conclusion. And it's like, it's very clear those two characters are absolute morons. I mean, granted they're high school boys, but still. Yeah. I mean, don't give high school boys credit, but give them maybe a little bit more credit <laughs> than in Superbad. Um, where this, it's like, these are two smart girls uh, who do go on this journey together throughout, like, one night. And the sequence of events that happens feels very natural and completely plausible. I can yeah. definitely see myself being stuck from car to taxi to Uber, getting pulled from party to party to party, and all these things happening. I, yeah. de- there was nobody like Gigi and her plethora of wealth... <laughs> Oh my in, god! In my neighborhood, but if we're she not, showed... we're not from California. That's what we're missing because that's what I keep. I, I love watching. Obviously, I love watching movies that take place in California, but like especially like movies that like go into California culture because it's just it's just that because like it's just such a surreal place to be. You're just like it's always summer. The person next door is probably like a billion dollar like real estate agent, but you would yeah. never fucking know. Yeah. Um and yeah, crazy crazy shit. <laughs> crazy shit and it's people with more money but like not enough like people or like stuff to do with it, I guess. Yep. Like the whole kid who just like wants friends and just rented out the whole fucking boat. And I, there was something I, like, I knew as soon as they got on that boat. I was like, they're going to be the only fucking people here. <laughs> like, nobody showed up to this fucking boat party. Shit, let's, let's go through the parties that happened. Yeah. So, so Wait, whole... real quick before we go through the oh, road yeah. trip, I do want to just quickly say how fun and, like, clever I think that the whole, like, the big problem for the first half movies, they can't even figure out where the party oh, yeah. is. I think that is so funny. Because really, in reality, yeah, like if you needed, to, if you needed to get to some place and you just knew it's Nick's aunt's house, yeah, and you didn't know anybody who was going, how the fuck would you find that place? <laughs> and that's like just the most millennial, like Gen Z shit. Be like, fuck. Well, how would we get to a party? <laughs> and they yes. don't have cars. 
<laughs> or they're trying not to drive. It also so works funny. very well as just a single, very... Si- I love a simple plot device. I love something that's just very minute to yeah. drive it. And that it's so stupid but completely plausible that it, it drives a yeah. thir- like two-thirds of the movie in and of itself. And it's fucking brilliant. But and let's- I think... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Let's go into it because I'll just keep rambling. Okay. So... <laughs> So in order to get to this one party, their whole goal is to get to Nick's party, specifically because uh, lesbian Amy knows that her crush, uh, this chick named Ryan, who... The skate skater chick. All accounts should be a lesbian. All accounts yeah, should yeah. be... Yeah, yeah. She checks every single box. <laughs> um, is going to this party, and they're like, let's go to this one so that way you can lick some puss, and we'll go on from there. <laughs> And that's the whole goal. But in order to get there, they have to go to one, two, three different parties. I think they end up. Yeah, they end up at three different parties. I know for a fact there's the two because there's the the murder mystery party that (laughs) they get bamboozled into. And then there's the boat party. So it starts with the boat party. They show up. I forgot how they got there. I think they They asked... call him. They call him to get a ride. That's what I think is... That's what oh, I was going to go into. That's what I think is so funny is, like, the subversion of expectation because, like, they're just trying to get to a party that, like, everybody's going to. So you would think everybody's capable. And it's, yeah, everybody is capable of getting them to the party. They just don't. And that is so fucking funny to me because, like, like the subversion at first, she's like, they're like trying to figure out who to call, and it's hilarious because like Molly can't get a lift because she's got such a bad uh, <laughs> fucking rider. I think that's the second time I've seen that bit written into something, and I still think it's fucking funny. And someone's like, oh, I can't lift. <laughs> like my ratings are too shit as a fucking rider, as a rider. Um, so they're like. <laughs> Who can we call? And, the, you know, it's a callback to the fucking obnoxious kid with Gigi in the big fucking Pontiac muscle car that's got, like, neon flames on it. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to the party. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's go to the party. And he brings them to his his party. That's just him and Gigi. And then there's that whole subplot about the drugs. Oh, that's yes. That's not drugs. <laughs> so they show up at this party, and we get we get a thorough, like, just immersion into who Gigi is. Gigi, I could yes. not come up with Gigi if you had a gun to my head. She's the most uniquely written character. I, I but I feel ever. like we all know somebody like that. We all do, but I've never seen it on screen. True. Just this, yeah, true. This gung ho, like balls blazing. You swear to God, she's on some drug. Like yeah. she has to be, but she never is. Never. Yeah. Never like knowingly. <laughs> <laughs> You know that she's taking vitamins and she prefers to snort them. <laughs> Which I also I also think the um the the whole bit where they find her vitamins and it's a giant thing of powder. So they immediately think it's drugs. I thought it was going to be like makeup or something. I thought that would be <laughs> fucking funny. But that, that also reminded me cuz that's an entire episode of New Girl, that bit. That really? bit of yeah, that bit of I have drugs and it's not actually drugs. There's an entire episode of New Girl, and every time I see that episode, I'm always like, "How would you like?" I like I get the concept here, but maybe not 30 minutes for this. Yeah, this is a quick <laughs> yeah, this is like a quick. And even when I saw it in this movie, I was like, oh, "God, I hope that's not going to be like a thing where they're driving around for 40 minutes thinking that they have drugs and that's like the bomb under the table." No, but yeah, no. It was a quick. It was a quick in and out. I was like Elizabeth Merriweather. Take them. Take a note. <laughs> that's a better. That's a. That's a good way to do it. Save that. Save that for something different. 
<laughs> so they show up at this party. They show up. They're still having a good time because it's still, like, fresh in the night. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll hang out here for a little bit. They experience GG. They think they've accidentally inhaled the drugs because at some point they're holding, like, it's a tin of, like Sasha said, crushed up vitamins. Yeah. And it does the, like, Woody Allen bit of it getting spilled all over them. And it's like they're plastered in it. Yeah. And they go, they go to the party. They brush it all off. They, Gigi finds them. She hugs them. She's like, oh, my God, you smell like my vitamins. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) She's so predatory. (laughs) I love the moment where, so Gigi keeps showing up at every party. She's everywhere. Every fucking party. She's and in no a one knows, And nobody knows, like, what her motive is. Or, like, especially nobody knows how the fuck she's getting to the parties. <laughs> because the first time we see her at the parties, at the boat, and she immediately jumps off the bow of the boat into the ocean. <laughs> and then that's the, and then we, we think that's going to be the end of Gigi. And sure enough, no, she's at the, the murder mystery. That, that shit's so fucking funny. The next party they go to is a fucking murder mystery party because she calls, she calls the art gay kid and it's like, hey, can you give me a ride to the party? And then he also brings her, or he, does he give her the address? He or gives her he... the address. They go, do you to his have house. Yeah. Nick's party's address? And he's like, and yes. And he gives her the address to their house because he's throwing a murder mystery party. So she shows up and they think that they think it's his party. And then she's like, wait, is this your fucking party? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, two people bailed. So we have we have characters for you. I love Amy the gay. She's totally down for the murder mystery party. She is all about... That's when she's like, oh, no, I found where I'm going to hang out for the rest of the night. You can go hang out with your fuckboy with the frosted tips, but... (laughs) She's excited. I love love the theater kids. Gigi tops just because of how crazy she is, but honestly, if Gigi wasn't in this, I would be fine with just the theater gay kid. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Both of them are hilarious. Both of them. When when uh, the the one guy walks down the stairs dressed in drag and he's like, my husband is dead. <laughs> like, you have to do the entrance every single time you come downstairs. But he comes down and he still does the monologue and the other gay theater kid is mouthing the words. <laughs> oh, the theater. You do not know what cruel works ways you work but while while they're at this party at the previous party at the boat party gg party gg gives them some strawberries (laughs) oh yeah that's right gg's like take these strawberries so when they show up and they're at the theater kid thing they see gg like performing a bit and then they go in a closet to like converse about like how they're supposed to get to actually nick's party and then the light flicks on and gg is there (laughs) she's just in the closet with them (laughs) And she's like, hmm, I thought the strawberries would have kicked in by now. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, and she's like, oh, I laced them with peyote. (laughs) 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 You you guys are about to trip in like five seconds. And then we have what I think is like an incredibly stupid, but still somehow insanely charming trip out scene where it's not, it's not like people trying to portray how being on drugs feels you always get that kind of portrayal yeah, of like yeah. the lights and like the camera effects no for whatever reason the characters are just now barbie dolls yeah yeah <laughs> for no reason and it lasts i think a good chunk of time but it doesn't overstay its welcome which is always good when they when movies do shit like that 
Um, cause I always think of that, uh, that scene in Kill Bill, the animated scene in Kill Bill, where it's yeah. just like a couple minutes too long. Yeah. Where I'm just like, this is really cool. And then I was like, okay. So I was like, but then there was a point where it's like, this is going to be the whole fucking movie. <laughs> the whole rest of it's just going to be this. But yeah, that went, that, that was like a good, a good paced bit. Um, Did- it, it it pushes it out. Do you also like once they finally leave that party and they're still walking like Barbie dolls? <laughs> like it cuts to them being real people and they're like trying to walk like fucking Barbies. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> um, and then I think that's the last stop. And then they actually they actually end up at the party. First, they go to the library because both their phones are dead. Oh, that's right. There's that whole bit of and then they have to go <laughs> the strangler, the fucking <laughs> strangler. That's right. They they deduce, which I think is pretty clever. They find a video that has been posted from that party online, and they notice a bunch of pizza pizza boxes. And they're like, "There's only one place that Lido's Pizza could have delivered. We have to we have to go to Lido's and find out where they delivered 14 pizzas." But instead of just going up to the manager, they have the brilliant idea to hop in like a delivery driver's yeah, car. Yeah, to like has- scare him. He has the most you line I've ever heard in my life if you still worked at Jets, which is a half sausage and cheese pizza and a half cheese and sausage pizza is just one cheese pizza and one sausage pizza. Why would you do this? (laughs) (laughs) That is you. That's me. I might as well just fucking flip them over and rub them together into a giant fucking sandwich. Why do you hate yourself? (laughs) He gets in his car and they are trying to heist this Lido pizza delivery driver. By they they fashion their hair into like hair mask thongs. Loves that. Love that. By the way. Yeah. I'm always so jealous when people do stuff with their long hair that I can't do. <laughs> For those of you only listening, Sasha has very short hair. Very short, curly hair. Yes. What if we straighten it? Could you do it if you straighten it? I don't think I have... I still don't think it's long enough. My hair only goes to, like, my shoulders if it's straight. Oh. We'll try no, someday. One day. One day. Maybe I'll get a weave, finally. Ooh. Just so I can make a thong mask out of my weave hair. <laughs> <laughs> Last time it was butt boobs. This day it's weave hair. Thong <laughs> weave hair. Did... We didn't talk about how they got to the, um... Murder mystery party, though. They didn't... Didn't they get a lift? They got a lift, but with who did they get a oh, lift with? Oh, that's right. They're fucking principal. <laughs> and then they look up porn in the back seat. Because, yeah, that's what happens when you don't know how to, how sex works. Like, ah, oh, let's look it up on the internet. <laughs> Amy, Amy wants to have a lesbian experience, but is so nervous because she has no idea how to do it. And and Molly, being the brains of the operation, is like, we'll just, we'll do research. Yeah. So they pull up porn in the back and their phone's about to die. And they're like, Principal Brown, do you have a phone charger? And he's like, yeah. So they plug it into phone to charge the phone and you think it's going to be fine. But then the principal, because they both have earplugs in listening to this porn, is like, oh, if you guys want to listen to your music, I can just hook it up here. And he press play and it's like the squidiest. The Slappiest. M- the most. Wettest. <laughs> It is the most ridiculous thing. And the fact that it's played so straight. It is yeah. just like a <laughs> wide pan of them freaking out in the back and like trying to get it to stop. And the principal just driving calmly. <laughs> just, well, it's it's so funny too. Yeah, I forgot the fu- their fucking principal, Jason Sudeikis, yep. is the fucking driver. 
and that's so awkward already when he rolls up <laughs> and he turns around and it's the fucking the fucking principal and then he starts trying to like talk to them about like why it's a smart career move for him <laughs> which is like I feel like we all would just assume that that's what would happen if we like bumped into somebody that we knew who was yeah. like who was driving our Uber. They'd just be like, and "It's like that's so awkward." And I love how we didn't put music on at all. <laughs> Even standard Uber drivers know music is the best way to get rid of an awkward, awkward car ride. I I love how once they finally get the porn to stop. There's there's a brief comedy beat, like it's very silent, and then it's a cut to him going, "Was that Cardi B?" Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> Was that Cardi B? That was, I forgot. That's fucking spectacular. <laughs> this movie has great one-liners, like so absolutely kick-ass. Um. Uh, Gigi's fucking breaking the bottle over the guy just being like you can't smoke up here and she breaks the wine bottle like I will fight you to the death <laughs> you ever speak that way about my best friend I will lay you the fuck out <laughs> she says to her best friend and the whole the whole time the security guy is trying to tell Gigi she can't smoke <laughs> and Gigi's like you can't speak to her like that <laughs> She's so perfect. I, she looks familiar, too. I feel like everybody in this movie, I've seen them in a much less important role in something else. Yeah. Um, the actress's name is Billy Lord, and I have literally never seen her in anything else. She looked... I don't have my phone nearby. Damn. Do you want me uh, to look her up? No. Nah, I can do it. But um, the the one chick that... Well, I guess we're we're not at the party yet. I'll just we'll just get to it when we get to it. But yeah, no. So they eventually end up at the party. Oh yeah. Cuz it turns out this was what I thought was kind of stupid, the whole Molly being into Nick. Okay. I feel like writing-wise that should have been set up a little bit better cuz it just kind of seemed at first off, it didn't really seem like that's what would make her want to go to the party. The most it, it seemed more like she was having like a midlife crisis. Like that's like I didn't I didn't need the crush rationale for like that being why she wanted to go to the party. Yeah. It just kind of seemed kind of, like, thrown in there. And then, like, it was, like, incendiary for their fight. And I was like, okay, so was that just here to to be here? And, yeah. like, to give them some kind of extra tension? Yeah. It, it, is, it is all just to kind of propel that big fucking fight they have. Which feels very real. That fight feels too real. I feel like my biggest thing was... I think I probably, I guess if that's where that's where I'm different, I probably would have just told her why I wanted to leave. Yeah. That was one of the things that was bothering me about this. Because, like, the fight's happening because we know something that Molly doesn't know. Yeah. And Amy knows something that Molly doesn't. And Molly doesn't know that. So it's like, just fucking tell her. If you yeah. want to, I, like, I would, I, if I wanted to leave that bad, I would do that before I got into a fight with somebody. I'd be like, fine, fuck it. Yeah. They were rubbing fronts. <laughs> I saw what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think the party, once they hit the party, the movie loses a lot of momentum. It does. Like, like right away. And it was weird. I was looking at this movie, and this is right in our sweet spot at an hour 46. I honestly think this movie could be an hour 30. I you think, think you could trim it? I think I could either, you could either trim it or the spots that there is stuff. I think you could put more stuff. I there was a lot of just like Gigi. dead. 
yeah basically so anytime that there's like dead space just fill it with another gg scene yeah and i think that would that would be perfectly fine but um no there were just a lot of times where i felt like the movie just like it was going getting really montagey yeah and it was like really long montages and i was like this feels like it's filling runtime because at first it was like very stylized when it was doing stuff like that and it filled a purpose we're mm-hmm. like like the whole like when she's swimming around in the pool i was like this is a cool sequence yeah. maybe maybe trim this a little bit though because we've yeah. seen this shot for like five minutes and nothing's really changing yeah the the party is the biggest drag i i i'll agree with you there uh once they get to the party i do tend to lose interest because like that's been the whole goal of the film yeah and like I don't really care about them executing their goal. I just care about watching them work yeah, as friends yeah. to make it happen. I wonder if that's where like the disconnect is with like adults watching a movie like this, or yeah. it's like we know we know how it's gonna end. Like we know what happens in a movie when high schoolers get to the party. Like we've seen this a billion times before, so it it doesn't subvert anything there. Yeah, I think the fight. I think the fight drags on a little too long. I kind of like the whole, like, they, they like, fade out what they're saying, but then creatively they stay on the shot yeah, and then, like, so, watch her leave. Yeah, it goes silent. I wonder, I wonder if that was because, I'm sure they were, like, just riff at each other because, like, we don't, yeah. we don't have enough dialogue and I wonder if it just became kind of incoherent. Um, maybe, no discredit, they're both two really good actresses, but they just couldn't come up with enough riff material to make an interesting conversation or an interesting yeah. fight to happen. So they're like, we'll just fade out and have it be a feeling rather than dialogue. Because yeah. I, I get the impact of the feeling. Like, And yeah. honestly, it works on a metaphorical level. Like, when you're fighting at that level, it doesn't matter what the other person is say, saying yeah. at that point. But, like, it's, as the as an audience of a movie, it matters. It kind of yeah, matters when we're seeing people speak and we're not actually getting any of the satisfaction of, like, the conversation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I also... I guess it doesn't, maybe that's that's on me of thinking it always has to be a big deal, but I feel like there was that whole, like, situation where they're fighting in front of everybody and everybody has, like, their phones out and stuff. I thought yeah. that was going to come into play, which I mean, oh, like I think, raw? something like, well, I don't know, I, yeah, yeah, maybe, because I, well, I just feel like every time people have their phones out at a party, it's always, like, some big plot point at yeah. the end of the movie, and it, it kind of almost was, because they have that video of her getting arrested, arrested, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't, I didn't really like that whole part, but it's just, it's one of those, like, things, like, as an adult, like, what, what is going to happen to a kid at a party? Like, really? Like, I've, I've been in that situation before where you're underage and you're at a party and the cops show up and everybody's freaking the fuck out. So, like, it's a very realistic thing, but like I said, I feel like this movie showed so much awareness of, like, an adult, like, watching this, it just seemed like, I don't know, adolescent to be like, uh, she's gonna get arrested yeah where like they put her behind the glass and i just didn't know what that was trying to serve they arrest one kid overnight (laughs) for for what she doesn't own the property i think i don't know i think it's just to have sort of like a come together moment for the two kids it's definitely a plot devicey yeah moment yeah i don't know but i I, thought it seemed schlocked yeah in there yeah, it is schlocked in there, but I like it because it serves the purpose for the two characters. It works for them and their plot they've got going on. That makes sense. Um, so they get to the party. 
Uh, they have a fight. We've talked about that. But before the fight, uh, Amy finally gets her little lesbian moment with the tallest woman on the planet. That she- um. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Do you have oh, something to say? Well, we didn't go into the whole heartbreak part of why she's not with the person that you think that she's going to end up with. Oh, that's right. There's a, uh, there's a little sequence. It's not little. It's, it's pretty extensive. But she's swimming around in the pool. She's been hanging out with Ryan a bunch. Her mm-hmm. lesbian affectionate. Affectionate. <laughs> is, that, that's, is that what you call somebody who you're putting affection on? <laughs> you can't just put enete on things. I did. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been hanging out, touching, doing some gay shit. Not really, actually. It's it's no. it's, it's pretty straight. Yeah. But to a gay person and maybe another gay person, <laughs> it's, it that, could be that's, gay shit. That's basically sex. That's basically sex. They don't scissor, but they do that. I know for a fact they do that. I saw it. I saw it. But yeah, she goes into the pool and she finds um, Ryan making out with Nick, who we've seen like be flirty with Molly downstairs, which was, it's so weird. He's like, stay right here. And then he goes swimming. (laughs) Which honestly, who hasn't been told some bullshit like that by a guy and then they go fuck off for two hours? Oh, I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know. Usually <laughs> I, they usually come back. Usually it's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I just had that happen to me last week. I was told. Really? Uh, yeah, I was told I'll be right back. And then I wait for a half an hour and I'm like, I was about to leave. What am I waiting here for? And then he came back and he's like, why are you still here? And I'm like, you told me to stay here. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe then, damn. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, he's like, stay, stay right here. Don't move. And she's like, I won't. And then, yeah, he goes swimming. <laughs> and he's making out with this lesbian chick. Also, um, uh, what do you think about, did you have a lot of people in your high school with tattoos? No, I went to Christian school. Oh, that's true. That's true. I just always, I always think about it. It's not, I don't really care about that much because like, obviously these kids are all fucking jacked. And that guy was literally playing a high schooler in the 2022 scream. So he's been, he's been out of high school for a while, still rocking those roles. So it's going to be a minute. But like, I always, but every time I see like a high school student in a movie or a show with like absurd body tattoos, I'm like, Okay. I mean, I guess I knew a few kids who had, like, I knew a kid who had a chest piece in high school. Yeah. How do you need parental approval, right? Do they just lie? No. Oh, no. No. My One of my friends, his first tattoo, he got it freshman year from one of the kids at school because they just had a tattoo gun. The like, hell? Like, most of, most of my friends who had tattoos in high school, they weren't illegal. <laughs> It was like, hey, my friend's sister is a tattoo artist and needs somebody to practice on. <laughs> Are you, yeah, or like they know him or someone they're related to or something. Man, but, I wish I had that. Yeah, I mean, I knew people with like small, I guess I did know a bunch of kids with tattoos, but I never saw like, that chick had a bunch and they were like big. Yeah. So I was like, and I just think about that because sometimes I, I feel like they don't put that into consideration when they cast a 30 year old to play a high school student. Those are her real tattoos? I don't know. I, well, I assume. I, I feel like that's not something you put on a high... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not something you necessarily would want to put her in the chair for to take off. 
Yeah. But that's Especially not... if they're going to do an underwater shot, then you run the risk of, like, that yeah. shit smearing. Yeah, so it's got, that's got to be on her body. So that's why I'm, like, not picky about it. But it's just, like, I don't know. I just never saw kids with fucking sleeves. Yeah. She's tatted like a punk rocker. She yeah, is. yeah. She's all tatted up. But, like, they needed someone to fill that, like, hippie lesbian look. And yeah. she fits it to a T. Yeah, she did. And I, it was weird because I, like, would never have bought her to be straight. And then she was making out with a guy. And I was like, oh, no, it makes sense. Yeah. She just flipped like like that. And I was like, oh, this is how I know sexuality is just a fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, she's one of those alternative girls that's straight but portrays as gay. And then it confuses the entire gay community. You say, have you been personally attacked by these people? Yes! <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you seem a little... <laughs> seem a if little you look like attached. that, you are sending a message to the rest of us <laughs> that you are an option. And well, then when you do this... Don't wear shorts that tight if you don't want me to grab your ass. <laughs> this is the lesbian equivalent of that. No, it's, it's like, not. don't shave your head if you don't eat puss. <laughs> it's rude. It's, I mean, you can, but just understand why we're confused if we're like, oh, do you want to go out sometime? And you look at us like, no. Like, why no. would I do that? And I'm like, your your head is rainbow. You are wearing a pride pin. You have tats that say, we'll eat pussy for free. Like, just, <laughs> like, why? She's like, I'm actually a school teacher. <laughs> I'm well, my husband, my, my husband. husband of eight years. <laughs> and they're three glorious children. <laughs> And then I go back to my stupid stool at the bar and cry. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So I feel I feel Amy's pain, but she does exactly what everybody who falls for that trap does. You go into the bathroom and you cry, and then you find someone who is gay, and then you have <laughs> sex with them in the bathroom. <laughs> so that chick, that chick is in um, Birds of Prey. Is it no Birds, Birds of, Paradise. of Paradise? Fuck, god damn! I always get that shit mixed up. Yeah. And they're very different, but very neon-y. Both of them pretty neon. But I still need to watch that. That's on Amazon now. Yeah, so it's I an should... Amazon original. Yeah. Is it worth my time? I think you would like it, yeah. Okay. Or you would like to hate it. It's okay. one of those. You would either like be like, oh, this is this was artsy and fun, or be like, oh, this was fucking stupid, but I like to watch, like, sitting through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I was like, where have I seen her face before? She is tall as fuck, too. Dude, she's... She's huge. When they had to do the kiss, I'm like, you should have casted for size for this. This looks... But also, you can... I mean, they're only in a couple shots together. You can make them look... You can cheat it. Yeah, do the other bitch on a fucking apple box. Yeah, put her on an apple box. Have the other bitch come down. I mean, unless they wanted to. I mean, maybe that's just us. Maybe we sound like insensitive assholes being like (laughs) giraffe looking mother. Come down. Come down a few notches. Maybe don't look so fucking grotesque while you stand next to us normal sized people. (laughs) As as you and I are both barely over five feet tall. Yeah, right. (laughs) We're compact, it's more economic. I don't complain on flights. I have plenty of leg room. I can check myself into the carry-on if I need to save some money. Yeah, yeah. I'll just lay up top. (laughs) Fuck you. But they have sex in the bathroom. Well, they have sex. Yeah. She puts her finger in her butt. (laughs) Which I don't know how. How the fuck... Yeah. You... Well, especially coming at it from that angle... You gotta, 
You have to go past the whole vagina. You would have vagina. to like lift her. Yeah. Well, you also are going past what you're clearly aiming for. Like, I I get I get the complication of like pinpointing exactly where the entrance is, but like the vagina itself, that's really the only thing going on down there. Yes. We don't have the, testicles. It's the fact that it's also a lit bathroom. So, like, it's not even like it was dark. It's a lit bathroom, and you see her pull the underwear on and look directly at it. Like, she has line of sight. She knows where the target is. Yeah. She should be locked. And she's just like, nope. Radar broken. Let me just <laughs> Radar <shoot>. broken. <laughs> and I was, I, I also, it's one of those these movie points that's like, I can always feel it coming, and I always get the secondhand embarrassment from the vomit scene. And I, like... But the problem is it always works so well because it's like, how do you come back from that? Because that is pretty vile. Like, if somebody threw up on me while we're ha- – like, we're already having lesbian bathroom floor sex. Like, how much more disgusting do you want me to get? And you're going to puke on my body? I'm very curious why they even had to have that ending to it. Honestly, you could just That's have what, them yeah. have a nice little lesbian sex scene. Especially given how it ends anyway. Yeah. Because, like, typically, because, like, the the most notable movie I remember that happening in is, is Chronicle. Because I watched that recently. Because, like, that's his big, like, embarrassing moment in the movie. Yeah. And where it's, like, and I was, like, I, and that's where I'm saying, like, I get it. That's a pretty, that's pretty embarrassing. That's a pretty hard thing to come back from. And that works and, to drive his arc as well. Yeah, yeah. But for something like this here, where, like, she's already had the fallout. She's already had the heartbreak. Like, didn't, and especially, yeah, the girl ends up at her door at the end of the movie anyway for another extremely long dialogue scene. Yeah. There's just, there's just, like, it's not like there's any one particular thing. There's just moments where I'm just like, just trim this. Like, we got it. We get the point. It doesn't need to be this long. It, yeah. Um, it, it loses a lot of momentum in that third act. But I feel like most movies, especially the late 2000s, like, kind of, teenage films they all have this oh yeah yeah all yeah. of them like just tank in the third act for this does a surprisingly good job compared to most other films that are in yeah. the same vein of shit because most other movies just straight up don't have a third act when it comes to this stuff they're just like how do we make people apologize to each other this looks good <laughs> yeah let's let's sign off on that yeah uh, where this like this felt like it feels way more of like an arc and like yeah. um I think the way they set up Molly's character too, to have for them to have that fall because like obviously like you said like the best friend at the party like they're gonna have a big fight. Yeah. Like they're just two extreme types of people, and they're the protagonist of a movie, so they have to have a big fight. It's required. Yeah. Um, I I also like real quick going back to like the character design of them. Um, I like how Molly is it like the victim bullied kid. There's a moment in a bathroom where they're kids come in while she's oh, like yeah. cor- correcting the grammar in the bathroom <laughs> like the graffiti <laughs> um, and uh, the kids that come in are talking like mad trash about molly and like honestly really real realistic i use bully loosely it's just kids talking smack yeah um, yeah um but it's like i heard kids use that as like burns and dis- disses like that in high school it seems very real 
And Molly doesn't just sit there and cry. I feel like that could have been such an opportunity for her to be like the victim kid. And like, yeah. like I get bullied at school. But no, she comes out and she like confronts them in like a very intellectual way that isn't even like, I'm going to stand my ground. It's just like, yo, what you're doing, like, y- let me throw it back at you. Like, it's clear yeah. they're still friends and she gets along with all of her peers. It's just, it's well, it's just, you don't see that. They're either the victim or they have like a big standoff with the bully right at the start. I also like the twist on that one too, because that's when she finds out that like the girl she's talking, because like her whole angle when she comes at them is she's like, I'm going to go to Yale next year. And she's like, what are you guys going to be doing with your life? And one of the other girls is also going to Yale. (laughs) And then like the other kids playing soccer at Stanford and then the other guys coding at Google. So it's like, she's like, oh, wait, what? So it's still like a burn, but it's, it, it, it's highbrow. Like, I feel like the intellectuality of it, like, steps up every single time in that scene, which I think is really cool. Because it's like, it starts off like, yeah, this, that standard girl in the bathroom overhearing people. And like, you think she's going to, you know, cry about it. But no, she comes out, makes her point, And then you're like, oh, well, now they're going to back off. But then the other girl's like, where are you guys going to college? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> What am I in for? And I think it's, it's nice to set up that insecurity about her personality. It makes her character seem more of a person. Yeah, it's 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 very, uh, um, it's it's more of a deep insecurity. It's not just like I'm afraid. I love how yeah. they didn't do a single fat joke about love Molly. That, yeah, because um, you know if you've seen Jonah Hill, put that in a wig and that is his sister. Like yeah, she, she, she's a big girl. Um, but there is not a single fat joke about her that's never, like, a lowbrow uh, comedy punch. They even call her, like, super pretty and cute. Uh, yeah, The yeah. bullies do. The bullies are like, she's hot, but her personality sucks. And I'm like, yeah, bravo. That's how you really punch them. That's how you really get to them. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, fuck, I guess I would rather just be called fat. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be fat and funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, because I kind of, I do feel like Amy's character is a bit of, like, a cookie-cutter yeah. archetype, which I guess is, like, it it, it makes sense for this movie, because you don't need to, you already have Gigi, like, yeah. <laughs> if you get too crazy with your cast, but, yeah, I was, I was kind of, like, upset that she wasn't more of a character, and I like that her sexuality, too, wasn't like her whole personality like it was more discovering her sexuality it didn't really have anything to do with her being gay it was just her not knowing how to engage which is like super relatable to anybody whoever you're into yeah it's it very much feels like it's the natural progression of the lesbian arc you you fully come to terms with the fact that you're a lesbian and then like in your younger years you're like okay but how the fuck do i do this yeah yeah and it's very much a conversation you have with your friends and they kind of like and a lot of your friends are straight because you've yet to find your niche yeah (laughs) they all of a sudden become experts in how to have lesbian sex and try to coach (laughs) you on it scissoring is not a thing (laughs) (laughs) um we haven't talked about something, though. What? Lisa Kudrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was wondering. <laughs> I mean, she's not in it for a whole lot. She's so high up on the cast, too. Like, yeah. I'm a build. She's, like, in the top build cast, and I think she has, like, five minutes of total screen time. She does have one of the best moments, though, where they're trying to not give away that they're going to a party. So they're just like, oh, uh, Amy, the lesbian chick, who is fully out to her parents, is like, I'm going to go over and sleep over at Molly's place. 
And the parents are convinced that the two of them have a relationship together yeah. uh, because their daughter is gay. Fully convinced. So they're, like, making jokes, like, oh, okay, Which be safe. Which is so fucking funny because it's, like, <laughs> like, gay kids just can't catch a break. It's, like, even no. when your parents are fine with you being gay, they'll still find some way some way to make you feel awkward about it. <laughs> yeah. And um, the she's like, okay, be safe, you know, like don't do anything bad. And uh, Amy is like, uh, oh, we'll probably just do a Korean face mask. And Lisa Kudrow's comeback line is, oh, I don't need to know all the names for it. <laughs> I don't need to know all the names for it. This fucking woman literally just came back with a vagina splooge comeback line. It's like instantly too. Yeah. I don't need to yeah. know all the names for it. But oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the fucking hot teacher. Oh, that- yeah, who is she? Because she seems fucking familiar. What is she in? I don't know. I was still hung up on Billy Lord. She's in all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's in all the new Star Wars movies. So she is in stuff. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, they have this teacher that they're, like, pals with, because they do Sudoku or whatever together. Or crossword. Gay. And they, like, share numbers with the teacher, which, honestly, way to, like, make that creepy concept not creepy by waiting until they graduate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, like, a nice little, like, detail, because you know if they had done it, like, if they had done, like, a little thing before they graduate and the teacher would have done this, I would have been like, this is bizarre. Um... But yeah, the the hot teacher is the person that finally gets them to the goal party. <laughs> With her outfits too. Yes. Which is nice. She I in any other circumstance I would hate the outfit montages. But I love them in this movie. They're cute. They're cute. They're- they're cute because they're so, like, hype up as well. Like, the yeah. two girls hype each other up. They're like, yeah. you look fucking phenomenal. You do not have permission to look this good. Like, it's <laughs> very over the top. It's And cute. it's just fucking precious. Yeah. Uh, but we also haven't talked about how the hot teacher sleeps with a student. <laughs> yeah, the 20-year-old Google programmer. Which is just so funny to me. I also, like... <laughs> oh, this is, again, where I'm talking more about, like, that adult awareness and, like quote-unquote a kid-based movie or whatever yeah. where like like she's kind of cringy like as yeah. an adult seeing her and like the way she behaves like it's not cool but like that is what high school kids perceive as like a cool adult so i yeah. thought that was really funny because she was like how weird would it be if i went to the party with you and then she just does <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, when she first says lunch, like I'll see you in there. I'm like, no, the fuck you won't, Miss Fine. Turn your car around. Yeah, her go name get... is literally Miss Fine. Yeah, go get some fucking friends your own age. She has none. <laughs> she also, has... when she when she like does like the sexy growl at the other Asian girl at graduation, because the kid has like really long, like silky black hair. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And she's like, oh, that's what the kids are doing, right? Like. <laughs> Anyway, great. Sickening. Sickening. <laughs> um, but after the party, after the jail scene, we finally wind up on them at like the big graduation ceremony. Molly has to give a speech. The Uber kid driver is like stalling. We have Gigi playing the Allegro from or the Allegro love, from Moonlight I, Sonata, one of the I hardest love that she piano can pieces. Play, yeah, classic piano too. 
Like, of course she can. Of fucking course she can. <laughs> but the fact that they didn't even try to make it. You see her and she's just, like, doing this. <laughs> like, weaving back and forth on the piano. And, like, yeah, that, that piece is all over the fucking keyboard. But it does not look like that. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a fuck. They, they asked Billy Lord, can you, like, play piano? And I bet her response was, like, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And they're, and they're like, like, perfect, perfect, <laughs> even better. Just do whatever. She's got sunglasses on. She's fucking doing She didn't give a fuck. But Molly gives her big speech. Um, I got busy for the big speech. Do you remember what the big speech, because I know there's a message to it. Well, the end of the speech, she's like, I actually like got to know you guys. Because, ah. like, a lot of a lot of the thing in the movie was, like, she kind of put herself on this pedestal of being, like, I because I take school so seriously and because, like, it's paying off, like, I'm obviously better than you. And it created this, like, huge dichotomy between her and her classmates. So they all kind of, like, resent her for being just like them, which was, like, the funny thing. And then that was, like, her thing at the end of being, like, I've said this stuff, I've been this person, but, like, I actually got to go out and know everybody. Mm-hmm. She's, like, hopefully college didn't fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> So that was pretty cool. And then and then one of the one of the things I did like the closing little moment uh, cuz you think it's going to be a fake out but one of the thing that causes the fight is uh Amy, the lesbian chick, uh is taking a gap year and she's taking a gap year to go to Africa to help oh, Africans yeah. make tampons. I forgot this needless point that they put in. <laughs> <laughs> Give Amy some kind of fucking dimensions. Quick, quick. (laughs) Write it in. (laughs) Well, hold on. Hold on. It it is kind of throwaway and doesn't make any sense. It could have just been her doing it for a summer. But she decides, like, no, I'm going to keep the secret. I'm going to do it for a whole year. I'm not going to go to college with my best friend. We're not going to graduate at the same time. Like, this is me being independent and, like, separating herself from Molly, who they've been, like, close-knit for years. It's kind of her finding her own person and not being tagged along with Molly. Um, So it makes sense for that. It is a little, like, extravagant why it's her going to Botswana for an entire year. Yeah. Um, She could have just, like, just done whatever for a year. It doesn't have to be this, but they wanted to give her, like... Uh, humanitarian kind of needless yeah. layer to it, which, whatever. That's fine. I hate it, but we'll move on. Yeah. The final shot of the movie is Molly driving Amy to the airport to, after it's all been established, it's going to be a year. Um, and they drive, she gets out of the airplane, or it gets out of the car to get on the airplane and then Molly, like, starts to drive a little bit and, like, starts to cry and feel bad. And then you see Amy slap the window. And I go, oh, God, they're going to do the thing where she is She's not going to She's not going to go. But she still fucking goes. She's like, nope, I'll just be a little bit late to the plane. Let's go get pancakes. But she is still fully going, going for a year. It yeah. doesn't do the cliche that you think it's going to do. Yeah. Which, Which is I a thought- part of you that almost expects it and kind yeah. of, like... Especially because they make it so feel goody. Like, you almost yeah. want them to. And it's like, no, 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 no. She needs to go. But, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just feel like... And I guess I can't really say that there's a way that I would improve upon it. So that's probably why it's not. But, I, yeah, I just feel like there could have been a little bit more dimension to Amy. Yeah. But I feel like if you make it very obvious that she wants to be independent from Molly, it becomes, like, kind of cliche. 
yeah. and then you kind of make Molly more of the villain, which like she's not the villain, but like they they bring out some pretty bad parts about her character. Like she's not a great individual like, yeah. to be around. Um and they they make sure that you know that. Yeah. So I feel like even if even if her best friend were like visibly showing signs of like not wanting to be around her, you'd probably just be like, "Well, fuck this girl." Yeah. But and that's I I like I think I like the two characters more than you do because they're they're foils to each other. Like yeah. Amy is very like subdued and like keeps herself tries not to do any conflict, even if she has like a feeling or something, she'll wait to the last possible second out of fear of upsetting the other person and it gives it a little bit of a layer um where you're not sure if that's just because she's been kind of under molly's uh abrasive umbrella for so long because molly yeah. is very much like we have a plan we have a schedule i've made a flow chart everything is going according to plan and you don't really have room to fight with that with that type of personality we all know somebody that's very yeah. gung-ho about that so having amy kind of be a little bit more cookie cutter shows that she has room to grow because she hasn't had time or room to develop a personality with being friends with Molly. And that doesn't necessarily make Molly a bad person. She yeah. is kind of shit at times. But I liked how they didn't make it like she is garbage. Yeah. Like, that's the problem I had going from super bad to this. When you essentially had the same two characters, Michael Sarah, I know you don't remember super bad, but Michael Sarah is very much the cookie cutter. Yeah, not a lot yeah. of personality, and then Jonah Hill is like the gung ho thing. But yeah. the problem is Jonah Hill's character is a fucking ass, and he's a fucking dick to Michael Sarah the entire time. Yeah, where you start to wonder like, why are these two even friends? Yeah, where this it's like this makes sense why they're friends. They generally do have a great relationship. It's just sometimes personalities can clash, and it's when you have a friendship, it's about making those two personalities work together, and yeah. that's what we see in Booksmart. Or yeah. we do not see that in super bad. I feel that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I guess you're right. If you're taking it from, like, their high schoolers, they don't really need to be fully flushed out, like, complicated. Oh, yeah. Thought. I was not a person until yeah, I was, like, 25. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, it's interesting the way that you compare this to super bad I is kind of the way I compare. And I got a similar vibe from this movie is the way I compare um, Parks and Recs in The Office. Oh, where I always I always say that like like Parks and Rex is like the happier version of The Office because like the you know like like Molly's a very like Leslie Nope ass type of character yeah like, yeah, like go getter right. female you know headstrong leader and it's like about somebody who's like very passionate about what they're doing as opposed to The Office where it's like a bunch of head asses who couldn't give a shit less about what they're doing and it's like kind of laughing at their misery yeah where it's like I feel like movies like stuff that does the other thing it kind of makes you feel better about funny yeah so i feel like especially we've come out of we've had really dark comedies for a while and especially yeah. with like shows like family guy and like south park and shit that are like always kind of glamorizing the cynicalness mm -hmm. of of shit it's kind mm -hmm. of nice to be able to like laugh at something that's like kind of raunchy and like edgy and still be like these are good people like this is a good story it's got a good message but yeah. like yeah it, it still knows how to toe the line about about being inappropriate yeah it's, it's funny that you bring up that para parallel uh, with Parks and Rec and um, The Office uh, because that has an interesting parallel between my two parallels, which is it's funny how the female-led one is the better, more wholesome, layered one. Same thing with this one. The two male leads with Superbad do not lead to the layers and complexity that it does with Booksmart. 
where same thing with Parks and Rec in the office. Yeah. And I wonder if that goes into like a deeper like nature of writing when you write for females. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially even like when I've looked at female characters, I feel like it's always way more difficult to write a lead that's supposed to be like a strong, likable, good lead and is female. Because mm-hmm. like I feel like you can't you can't dip into the same tropes you can with men. Like, yeah. I feel like male leads, they, they're very much a, like, typecasted. Like, they have their slots. You can pick a male lead. It exists. It's out there somewhere. And yeah. someone will watch it. Right? Don't feel like you have that same leeway with females. Because if you, like, took a female lead, like, if you swapped Jonah Hill out with a girl and, like, kept all of his lines the exact same in the personality, it wouldn't work. You would hate like, her. You yeah, would yeah. Everybody hate her. would fucking hate her. It wouldn't work at all. And it's, like you're allowed to hate the guy but if you hate the girl then it starts becoming problematic because people don't know how to make that like distinction between like you can be a piece of shit character without representing you know this entire gender but yeah and so it, i wonder it, if that's a thing it, it has to be it also it also without getting like political but obviously we are two female individuals so we have opinions it's, <laughs> it, it goes <laughs> unfortunately for all the men involved uh but it goes back to the way that a male can portray themselves in real life or on film. Yeah. They get away with much more and still manage to be likable. Or yeah. if the second you slap a pair of tits on that, no. She's a bitch. It, yeah, yeah, it's a bitch and it's terrible. And it's such an unfair advantage. I forget where I heard this quote or like who it's from or what it is, but I, it was some writer talking about the way that they write females is to literally write them as males and then just cast a female in the lead. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, that's shitty, but it makes sense how you make that work in Hollywood. Like, how... If, if you if you have a good casting and, like, a good director and you can get that performance out of the person, like, that's, yeah. that's where I feel like, yeah, you'd have to, like, really typecast. And, like, no, you'd have to know who's going to play that role. It's not something you could just be like, okay, open open call. Anybody yeah. show up and play this, this, you know, cynical, angry bitch. Yeah. Like, because I think of, like... Like, if you, even, like, like yeah, like, Rick and Morty, if you swapped any of those characters out. Yeah. It, it'd just be awful, even more unlikable than they already are. <laughs> it, it, makes it, it makes it so frustrating that the only way that you can get, like, a quote-unquote female lead, and I, I wish I could remember where I got that quote from, because I genuinely don't like it. The fact that you have to make that casting work by writing it as a male first. Like, why can't you just write a female? Like, why is that so hard? It's Because it, I just feel like it's not as stomachable. It's, it hasn't been done as often. And I feel like this is where, like, the beauty of repetition in, like, media is a good thing. Yeah. Because the more and more you keep making movies like this, keep casting women to do these things, the more normalized it becomes. Yeah. Because, like, obviously the first people on film were not women. Yeah. Like, it takes people, and even if it's not something you're conscious of, conscious of when you, like, experience it, I feel like there's, like, a bit of, like, a brain jar like, yeah. your brain just, like, stutters when it tries to ingest this stuff or tries to, like, relate it, especially when you're, you know, watching a two-hour-long movie. If you can't find something with a character that, like, makes sense to you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to sit through the whole movie. And unfortunately, women didn't get that same kind of opportunity, so I feel like it's harder for us to find those those bits that we can grab onto. Yeah, and it it's refreshing when you find something like this, something that is such just the mirrored version of something, but with females as the representation it's just, it's good. I wish more people will watch this movie because it shows, like, one, women can be funny. Uh, I know, like, this has been established, uh, yeah. but it's still, like, an ongoing battle that women can be funny. There are moments in this where I cr- 
cry laughing. Yeah. Not just because of Gigi. I mean, Gigi's naturally Gigi's fucking spectacular. <laughs> How do you keep being everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> but the two. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go downstairs. <laughs> Light her up, Luann. <laughs> Gigi, where are you going? We are swan diving into the future. <laughs> is that you Gigi, when you watch Gigi Black is the funny. Swan? We will never be as funny as Gigi. No, never. But even even the two leads are funny all on their own. Jonah Hill's sister, I feel like all the talent actually went to his sister. <laughs> Jonah Hill is fine and he's an okay actor, but in terms of like actually being funny without saying pussy and faggot every other sentence goes True. entirely to his sister, who is genuinely hysterical yeah. and has a ton of on-screen presence and yeah. charisma. I feel like that is also kind of the the trade-off. It's unfortunate that it has to be the trade-off when you write female leads and stuff like this. When it's good, it's like great. Like it's really good. It's something that people are like, "Oh shit, this is this is good. And I feel like, like, yeah, with the women being funny, I feel like female comedy has evolved. Like, it's because it's been able to evolve. Yeah. Because I think, because I, I remember also being like, women just, like, aren't funny. But I remember, yeah. like, five, ten years ago when I'd see, like, female stand-ups and being like, well, it's kind of like the same with, like, making a blockbuster film. They have to find stuff that can work for a giant audience. Yeah. And they still have to be a lady. And at that point, they're, you know competing with Chris Rock and, like, Dave Chappelle and, like, the guys who have been doing it forever. So I feel like now that there are more, like, females in comedy, like, yeah. women comedy has been able to, like, evolve to, to like, yeah, it's funny. And be it's, more it's than different. it's just, like, I'm bitching about my husband today. Like, it's, Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't want to give birth. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so much more than that. Because before, that's what it had to be was just give something that the males can also laugh at which is bitching about their husbands and stuff like that and it's like, yeah yeah that doesn't apply to everybody no. i feel like this genuinely genuinely helps i know we make jokes about female directors all the time but this is incredibly benefited by, by the fact that it's a female director 100%. that it's olivia wilde specifically yeah she's an actor director yeah. actor director i mean she, i think she's actor director producer probably writer <laughs> she does a yeah. lot of shit she does a lot of shit but she yeah. she not only is like a very like feminist uh person in hollywood she's very much for that she's done a lot of like kind of out there roles that kind of break stereotypes we've all seen her on house that was huge on house when she played like an out lesbian woman um yeah it was something that you really didn't see in a standard it's television but she's also genuinely funny i don't know if you've seen the movie butter Mm -mm. so butter is a movie all about just a competition of sculpting butter that's all it is oh right on it's a movie it's a movie it's oh it's it's sick it's a quickie, like, 130-minute movie. Um, it has Jennifer Garner in it. It's absolutely okay. hysterical. But Olivia Wilde um, plays the hooker of Jennifer Garner's husband. And the only reason she enters the butter competition is because Jennifer Garner's husband owes her $200. <laughs> and she wants to get back at Jennifer Garner. And she's incredible in butter That's her like awesome. most memorable shot is they have the big sign up for the butter sculpting competition and it's like all those little like rope line things the like click on ones okay and she comes into this big like moose lodge and just unclicks all of them in stripper heels while smoking a cigarette <laughs> in front of an old woman she signs the paper and goes see you later cunt and walks away <laughs> butter is incredible that's awesome. 
But yeah, I think Olivia Wilde having that comedic background, being a female, handling this topic, A+. plus. Yeah, yeah. So, should we wrap up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we should definitely definitely say with all of our comments, more more good female director movies are sick. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still going to make jokes about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they don't know how to direct and they're not funny, but... <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> um, <laughs> did you like this movie? I want before we get into our usual slapstick rating. Oh this yeah, was your first time yeah. watching Booksmart. Yeah, I wish I wish I would have planned my day out or my week out better. I guess to watch it more than once because I'll, I'll probably go back and watch it again. It's it's a really good movie. It is. It's really fun and it's nice. It's it's just been a while since I've watched a movie that like makes me like happy. Like when I finish it, I'm like that was good. Like I don't yeah. feel like the world is gonna fall apart. <laughs> yeah. It's it definitely cheers you up. It's also it's it's very fast paced. It's got a lot of speed to it. Yeah, yeah. With how it is, so that that combined with the happy feeling really makes you feel like, man, I'm gonna go out and like do my taxes or something. Like, what could go wrong? <laughs> Everything what could is possibly go wrong. Everything's okay. TurboTax isn't free anymore. Fuck, I'm gonna kill myself. Ah, uh-huh. well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Didn't know we were having our finances rent. Sorry, I'm just, I'm really mad that TurboTax isn't free anymore and it'd take like $112 out of my tax return. I've always paid for my taxes. I don't trust those fuckers. I don't trust TurboTax. Hmm. Well, you definitely can't trust them now. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, what would you rate Booksmart? Hmm. I think I would rate Booksmart probably 80 uh, made... Amy made tampons <laughs> out of a hundred. Eighty made eighty made Amy tampons out of a hundred. I would rate this a little bit higher. I'm gonna do eighty-five peyote peyote strawberries out of hundred and one <laughs> peyote strawberries. Also, yeah, uh, anybody who listens to the chat, if you know how to get peyote strawberries, <laughs> let me know. That is definitely something I'm interested in trying. <laughs> Same. I also want to try peyote because I hear it doesn't last very long. If I could get grapes instead of strawberries or like a raspberry, even better. <laughs> even better. But <laughs> thanks, everybody, for watching. New episodes eventually. <laughs> Bye. Bye.